Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I'm your host, Chip Hazard. And with a tear in my eye, this is the greatest podcast you will listen to. My name is Talon Williams. How you been, bro? You had a good weekend? Yeah, good? man, I had a pretty good weekend. Yeah, I had a pretty good one, too. We got, you know, got the crib taken care of and everything. We had a pretty good start. Um, you know, getting ready for the baby to get here and stuff. Um, looking forward to this Sunday. Um, you know, Royal Rumble's going to be here, one of yeah. the big four. Um you know, then today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about the upcoming Royal Rumble event. Um, this is actually, I think, the second wrestling episode that we've done. Yeah. I think we did one previously, I think, was the Night of Champions review or something like that. I can't even remember. That's how far uh, back it was. Yeah. Was it Night of Champions? Yeah, it, yeah, was, it, was. it was Night of Champions. Yeah. And we entitled it We Talk Wrestling. We Talk Wrestling. So I guess this one would be We Talk Wrestling slash 2020 Royal Rumble Edition. Uh, we can do that. Yeah. Or we can just call it The Floor is Lava. <laughs> that's a good, that's a very apropos name for it. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I mean, of course you would know. 30 man enter, one man leave. Yeah. Winner gets an opportunity for a championship of their choice at, at WrestleMania. Which is being held in Tampa this year, and I know a lot of people who are going to be making the journey down to Florida. Uh, you guys have fun. I'm gonna be up here watching my wife have a baby. Uh, that being said, though, uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say uh, before we get into the the meat and potatoes of the episode, you want to run down the uh, the 2020 Royal Rumble card. Yeah, we uh, yeah we can do that real here. quick. We can end with predictions, maybe. That, that sounds good to me. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's seven matches lined up for the show this coming Sunday. Um, we got the, the men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, and the stipulation obviously is 30. It's a 30 man Royal Rumble, uh, where the winner gets a world championship match at WrestleMania 36. Um, there, there's some small caveat to that and it hasn't really been put out into the ether, uh, Brock Lesnar, who is the is he the WWE current WWE yeah, champion? Yeah, yes, he's the current WWE champion. I couldn't remember if he was the current WWE or the current Universal. Yeah, I think yeah, Bray Bray Wyatt's got <laughs> Bray Wyatt's the Universal. Yeah. Um, so Brock Lesnar, who is the current WWE champion, has entered the Royal Rumble right. at number one. But it, to me, it doesn't make sense because. He's not defending the WWE Championship. Right. It's not like it was, I think, 2016 when Roman Reigns was number one. He had to basically run the gauntlet to right. hold on to the title. I think it also has a lot to do with... I, I can understand the storyline from a perspective of Brock Lesnar sees nobody as a worthy challenger, so he's just going to re- challenge everybody at the same time. Right. The problem with doing that is if you're not going to defend your championship... Then, if you win, what do you go after the universal title and be a dual champion, or like where does that you know like I mean, does, I, does does that work? Maybe you that's know? possible. I don't know. It, it, to, like I said, to me, it doesn't make sense. Right. The um, only like logically concluding, I think if if you if you're going to keep the WWE Championship on Raw, then clearly somebody from Raw would probably win the Rumble and be the one that takes out Lesnar, or. Maybe neither one of those people win the Rumble, and then something else happens to where Lesnar defends. Because I think there's, what, two more pay-per-view, two pay-per-views before WrestleMania in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania? Uh, there's I think, typically only one in between. Yeah, there might be yeah, two this year. Yeah, I mean, with No Way Out, is what they, they do Elimination Chamber, and I think they do Fastlane as well, or, or uh, is it Roadblock? So One of the two, I think. Looks like... 
Is it Worlds Worlds Collide? Is the Worlds next Collide one? is right before uh, the Royal Rumble. Right. You got Takeover Portland, um, which is That's February sixteenth. Then you have Elimination Chamber, which is March 8th. Then the NXT TakeOver. Well, that can't be right. April 4th is TakeOver Tampa Bay. And then April, and April 5th, 5th is WrestleMania. Is, yeah, right. So, okay, so yeah, there's so there's two, only. There's two TakeOvers, a. Uh, two TakeOvers, Elimination Chamber. Uh, and Worlds Collide. Well, Worlds Collide's before. Right. So. Worlds Collide is before the Rumble or before? Yeah, it's before the Rumble. Oh, okay. Worlds Collide comes um, January 25th. Okay, so it's this Saturday. Yes. Oh, okay. It's this coming Saturday. Okay, and that's uh, NXT versus NXT UK for people that. Yeah, it are actually unaware. looks pretty good. What, what, know, what is the card? I know we're not talking about that. But yeah, right but I mean, we, we, got, can, we can throw it in there. Uh, right now, the five matches are Imperium versus Undisputed Era. That'd be nice. Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Ooh. Uh, Finn Balor versus Ela Dragunov, mm. Angel Garza versus uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jordan Devlin, and Travis Banks for the cruiserweight title, mm. and DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Ooh, yeah, that would be. A good that was the other thing um, that I was I forgot to tell you. Yeah, uh, about NXT last night or DIY reuniting. Yeah, uh, D- NXT last week uh, DIY reunited huh. uh, to run off Undisputed Era. Then um, Mustache Mountain challenged them to a tag match at Worlds Collide. Nice. And they, of course, accepted. <sighs> out of all those five, which which one? I know, and again, I know this is Rumble season, but like out of all those five, like which one would you be looking forward to the most? Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to do the DIY Mustache Mountain one the most, uh, right. just because I'm I'm a strictly tag guy. Right. Like, you know that. Like tag matches are. That that's my poison. Right. Um, so you're not a fan of like the big eight man type I mean, style? Or is it like is that like a tag match on steroids? Pretty much. That's like a tag match on steroids. Right. I think it's going to be good. Uh, you know, you got Alexander Wolf, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, and Walter uh, taking on Adam Cole, Bobby hey, Fish, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roddy Strong. Right. So, so it's going. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be exactly what you expect it to be. It's going to be a car crash. Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I didn't even know Mustache Mountain D. I didn't even know DIY got back together. Again, you have to forgive me, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't watched uh, uh, NXT in a couple of weeks. You know, been doing some other things. Um, but anyway, let's get to the meat and potatoes of our uh, topics today. Yeah, the, uh, the. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. We still got uh, just a couple of things here uh, involving Royal Rumble 2020. Okay. So you got the. The men's match, you got the women's Royal Rumble match, where obviously they get a women's championship match at WrestleMania 36. Right. Um, then you have the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan in a strap match. Mm. Um, that must have been announced Friday because I haven't last Friday because I haven't heard anything about that one. Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship versus Oscar. So basically a rematch of last year pretty much. Right, right. Because uh, Becky cut this this promo about like how you know on top of the world she was in 2019. Right. You know, she main evented WrestleMania, all this, all these things she done. She's, the one thing I didn't do is 
I, I never beat Oscar. Right. Uh, they turn her around. To be a lot. the best, yeah. I have to beat her. Right. So so so, so it's I more like a so it's like a ro- so it's like a retribution thing almost. Right. Okay. Uh, that makes you got sense. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I think that's been like I mean because I do keep up with SmackDown because I you know it's you, I get to watch it like the like Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings after the fact. Um, I think that's probably a really relevant storyline because it's actually it's putting Reigns in a, in a situation where he can still be you know the baby face but it's not like he's being shoved down people's throats anymore right and I think that's uh, a way a lot of people like the reason why a lot of people never really cared for Roman to begin with was because it's it, like his whole progression never changed after the breakup of the shield and anything like that you right. know but I think it's like oh we like Roman we just don't want him to be the champion or we don't we just want, don't want him to put it in this and it's almost like as people hated Corbin and now Corbin people still hate him but it's more along the lines of like we we it's not the character we just really don't like him because we don't think he's a you know good enough wrestler or whatever and it's right. like well he's a fucking heel you're supposed to hate him you know what I mean so, yeah I mean but he's also like progressed and gotten better he has gotten with very his in ring skills too very much so and so. I think working with Roman has actually helped out a lot with that because Roman's never been known for being technical but he's no, had he's good, good match exactly. You know, yeah. um, then you got uh, sorry to all the internet fanboys who hate him, but yeah. whatever. Uh, then you got Seamus versus Shorty G or Chad, Chad Gable. Gable, right? Um, why they changed his name to Shorty G, I'm not sure, right. but he's getting TV time and he's got a singles match at Royal Rumble, so that's right. good. And chances are he'll probably end up. Is that a pre-show match or is that like an actual? No, this, paper? Is, this is. They haven't announced any pre-show matches. Oh, okay. That may get switched to the pre-show. But right. right now, there's only seven matches lined up. Right. Uh, and the seventh one is uh, Bailey versus Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Okay. So both of the women's titles are going to be defended. Now, they, have, they haven't announced any um, tag matches. So mm-hmm. neither the Raw nor the SmackDown tag titles are being defended as of yet. Right. And I can see those probably getting pushed to... Either pushed to a pre-show or, or even defended at all. Because, I mean, right. I'm pretty sure there's going to be... The Raw, again, I haven't been watching Raw. Right. Are the Viking Raiders still the Raw Tag Team Champions? Yes. Okay. And SmackDown is still the New Day, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think, yeah. Cause, it because they, it, cause it they, took me a minute because they flipped it to the Revival, but I think they flipped it back. Right. So, right. Um, the only announced competitors for the Men's Royal Rumble so far are Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, who will enter at number one. AJ Styles, Eric Rowan, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Elias, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis, Tucker, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, uh, Lashley, there you go. Um, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Bang. And that's what, 18... That you just rallied off right there? Uh, 19. 19, okay. Yeah. So, and there's a few chances there could be some surprises, some NXT call-ups. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get some some NXT guys in there. Probably some NXT UK guys. Probably some probably. NXT UK. Uh, probably uh, some legends. Yeah. Uh, I can see. Which, uh, if you believe the rumor mill, a very prominent NXT figure 
could be making his main roster debut from all I've heard. Oh, I haven't heard this. I've heard, well, well, from all of that I've heard, Velveteen Dream could be making a surprise appearance in, in the Rumble this year. Oh, okay. He just came off of injury. He dropped the he dropped the North American heavyweight title to uh, Roddy Strong on the debut, on the USA debut. Oh, yeah, that was NXT. months ago. Right. But it's been he, almost a year. Right, but he's but he's but he's been dealing with some injury, but at the same time, it was also... It was even talked about then that he could be doing a call up, and that would be that would be interesting. I don't know how true it is. Again, this is all rumor and innuendo. But right. then again, the pro wrestling industry is based around rumor and innuendo. So yeah. you know, you look up Velveteen. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he was taken off TV with an injury. Um, yeah, there it is, right there, at the very top. Yeah. If I could spell. There you go. Yeah, I think yeah, but I mean he's he was one of the promising uh people on the roster. Yeah, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. No, it just says that um, he dropped the title September 18th to to Roddy. Right. But he hasn't been seen on NXT no, no, no. TV since I think October, I think. Yeah. Something along those lines. So yeah, I mean, but I mean, well, he held it he has the longest reign at like 231 days. Yeah, that's a very. I mean, you hold a title, dude. If you hold a title longer than seven weeks, it's considered an accomplishment. So, right. yeah, because the North American Championship has like what five people have only won it. Five. You got uh, Adam Cole, was the inaugural champion. He lost it to Ricochet, who then uh, turned around and lost it to Gargano, who only held it for four days and dropped it to uh, Velveteen Dream. Wow. Who had it for 231. Right. That's crazy. So, Man. Yeah. Adam Cole had it 133. Uh, Ricochet 161. Gargano with four. Why does it say... Hold on a second. Because we're, we're using Wikipedia to do this, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. It says days, four days, but then at the very next line it says days recognized and it says 25. That's because it's aired on tape delay. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, like... Velveteen Dream held it for 231 days, but it's only recognized for 209, which doesn't make sense, but whatever. Yeah, that's what I was fixing to say. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, because it's on tape delay, I guess. And it, unless you lose it at a takeover, you lose right. it. Right. All right. Um, All right. And then there have only been four women officially announced for the Women's Rumble. Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and Sarah Logan. Right. So. And I'm and I'm sure there's going to be more women involved, you know, especially like some of the the NXT women, the NXT UK women, um, maybe some surprise <coughs> females coming out of nowhere. Right. Yeah, but uh, excuse me. But uh, I think this year's Rumble looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, it, I'm not as I will say this like I'm excited about it, but it's not like I was excited about like. A whole lot of the other ones from the past, you know, like I'm gonna be like I'm I, like I look like I enjoy the Royal Rumble event itself, mm-hmm. the actual match itself, and that, and not and people, a lot of people don't like the battle royal concept because it's like, you know, it's like well, why would they put the what I actually heard this argument, it makes sense why you know why would you put the title on the line against everybody? What if Stevie Richards wins the championship? How would your company? Okay, first of all, do you really think they put the belt? No offense to Stevie Richards, but. Hey, would you Richards, uh, you know, speak, would, speaking of Stevie Richards, right. he has um, 
like his own podcasting network now. Really, and his own um, like workout regime. Yeah, it's resistance. It's he does it with resistant bands. Oh, uh, I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, that's how he got like ripped. Yeah, I remember to... the last time we seen him at the wrestling show. Yeah, and he was like Jack. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how. I like how you called it the wrestling show and you yeah. didn't specify the letters. Yep. <laughs> I wonder if that was by design. But no, and, 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 and what I'm saying, that, that wasn't a knock at that was a knock that wasn't a knock at Stevie Richards at all. Um, you know, but I'm just kinda going by what they would possibly think. Because I don't even think they saw Stevie as, you know, that guy, that top guy, you know, even though, you know, I think he's good enough dude in and of himself. Okay, you just got the wide eyed look on it, your face. It was football related. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not wrestling related. All right, well let's cool. talk about that later on this yeah, we'll week. talk about it yeah on Wednesday or whatever alright um, but with that being said let's take a quick break and once we come back we will go over some past some present maybe even some future Royal Rumble ideas we got some uh uh, statistics we want to go through we talk about our favorite moments our least favorite moments our holy shit moments and we will talk about all those in just a few moments just stick around we'll be right back with more movement radio And welcome back from that commercial break. Uh, we'll get right into it here. Uh, Royal Rumble. When you think of like WWE, WWF, Royal Rumble, typically the first thing that comes to your mind is that 30-man battle royal. Right. Over the top. Right? Right. Yeah. Both feet have to hit the floor. One foot won't do it. Right. Both feet have to hit the floor to be eliminated. <clears throat> right. So. Um, I remember... Um, uh, you know the story of it being you know Pat Patterson was the one that created the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and the original Royal Rumble was a 20 man battle royal that was won by Hacksaw Jim Duggan back in 19 1988 yeah. and um, it was actually in it wasn't even in the United States at the time it was in uh, Hamilton Ontario Canada and uh, you know it was it was it was in front of a uh, a small closed you know cer- you know it was like closed circuit television. It was, you know, a very, it didn't, I mean, it wasn't really like, like, you know, shit show indie stuff that you would see on like, you know, Oh, the computer just went down. <laughs> That's all right. I got, I got the revolutionary smartphone so, right yeah. here. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, um, you know, cause back then, you know, it was a it was a different concept because it's like it's multiple people fighting over the same thing. It was almost like it was it was it was the the quintessential free for all, if you will. You know what right. I mean? And with more people vying to become champion, or more people vying because I don't even know. No, that so first war, that first, the first one rumble was not, wasn't for yeah. Uh, for it, it actually it wasn't until '93, I want to say that. Um, the the Royal Rumble winner became uh, eligible to win the world title. Right, and it was uh, I think what was ninety three? That was Yokozuna, right? The nineteen ninety three Rumble, or was that a different? Uh, the ninety three Rumble was Yokozuna. Yes. Right, yeah, because he then on he went to wrestle Bret yeah. Hart at that following thing. It was WrestleMania nine, right? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, because the year prior, the '92 Rumble, that's when Ric Flair won the world title in the the World Rumble. Right. With then, then that Rumble itself, the '92 Rumble, was a pretty stacked Rumble. Um, all in all, I mean, all the people who were vying for 
that championship. If you go back and you look at the uh, just just the the '92 Rumble, um, you had the British Bulldog, Ted DiBiase, Ric Flair, uh, Jerry Sags, Haku, Shawn Michaels, Tito Santana, the Barbarian, the Texas Tornado, Repo Man, Greg Repo Valentine, Man. Nikolai Volkov. Big Boss Man, Hercules, Roddy Piper, Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, IRS, Jimmy Snuka, The Undertaker, um, Randy Savage, The Berserker, Virgil, <laughs> Virgil, Colonel Mustafa, Rick Martel, Hulk Hogan, Skinner, Sergeant Slaughter, Sid Justice, and The Warlord were all in that. Right. And, and yeah, so it was a pretty stacked rumble yeah. um, that year. Um, and then you go on to later years when it was... You know, like during the Attitude Era and then during uh, other rumbles that later, uh, you know, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty stacked card. You know, that was the, that was the night that, uh, you know, Ric Flair won the title in the first, in, in the Royal Rumble where it was defended for the very first time. And that's when he had the big promo at the end of the night yeah. where he screamed with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment of my life. Uh, and this was right after he had just left the NWA as their champion. Correct. After he had the dispute with Jim Hurd, and um, yeah, it was a pretty, uh, it was a, it was a pretty uh, bloody time. Yeah. Uh, for he, well, he also set a record for uh, longevity. Lasted uh, one hour in the match, right? Um, which so. will, which will later be broken in later well, years. Yeah, so this stuff. was the fifth consecutive year that the record was broken, right? Um, yeah, because I mean, it was people lasting longer than an hour, and you know, like like Chris Benoit did it, Rey Mysterio did it. Um, um, pretty sure Rey Mysterio is the record holder currently. Yeah. Are, are we um, counting the greatest Royal Rumble? Because if we are, Daniel Bryan was in there for like an hour and yeah, five minutes. But I, 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 I want to count. Yeah, Royal let's not talk Rumble. about that one, right? That was a fifty man. If you're number one and you last all fifty men, obviously you're going to get that's an extra twenty minutes on you right there. Right. But um, so. The, the male Royal Rumble winner championship opportunity. So um, the WWE championship has uh, been vied for on uh, a total of 17 times. Right. Nine times it's been won, eight times it's been lost. The World Heavyweight Championship, or or formerly known as the Big Gold. Right, the Big Gold Bell. Um the winner has vied for it a total of seven times, won at five, lost it twice, and the current uh, WWE Universal Championship, uh, the winner of the Rumble has vied for it once and won it once. Yeah, which so. just so happened to be this past year's winner, Seth Rollins. Correct. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of interesting dynamics with the Royal Rumble. With like, because Royal Rumble is isn't it isn't just to crown the next, you know. A number one contender. This is also an event where a lot of storylines kind of come together for, you know, later on. to Because we all know WWE's biggest event is WrestleMania. However, I feel like because WrestleMania is the biggest event, you don't want to... Some people do it. They start, you know, like maybe you start an angle at SummerSlam and that builds all the way to WrestleMania. You know, or maybe, you know... But Royal Rumble is really the time where a lot of these storylines start to start their embryonic stage. Where right. you will start to develop. Like, I remember... I think it was right before WrestleMania 19, the Royal Rumble prior to that. I believe it was the 2003 Royal Rumble. It was Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho starting it off. 
either I think either, either Shawn Michaels, I think Shawn Michaels came in at number two, Jericho came in at three, but when it looked like Jericho was coming down the aisle, but then once Jer- Jericho in quotations turned around, it was Christian, and then that's when Jericho blindsided Michaels from behind, beat him down, left him bloody, threw him out of the ring, you know, for the first elimination, and then I think if I'm not mistaken, and I have to go back and watch it, I think Shawn cost him an elimination later or something like that, which caused you know them to set up their match for WrestleMania 19. You know, right. kind of like, you know, the whole premise behind, <clears throat> excuse me, like the whole premise behind, like, and you see a little bit of it, you know, with Eddie Guerrero not being involved with the 2004 Royal Rumble. And then Chris Benoit winning the 2004 Royal Rumble, Ghost jumps over Raw. Eddie Guerrero, um, you know, gets his opportunity with Brock Lesnar at that No Way Out, wins the title, but Brock Lesnar doesn't get his rematch at WrestleMania because at that Royal Rumble, him and Goldberg had a discrepancy which set up their match at WrestleMania 20. Right. You know, which Kurt Angle was the one saying that he should have been the one who, who should have won it, blah, 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 which set up his match with Eddie Guerrero later on at WrestleMania. So all of the, a lot of, you know, good li- good storylines uh, uh, you know, begin their embryonic stages at the Rumble, which translates into great matches at WrestleMania. It's happened... Or at least numerous decent matches. Or at least decent matches. <laughs> no, around that time, that 2003, 2004, there were some good matches that 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 were that, that took place at the following WrestleManias. Uh, you know, and even some of the good matches that actually took well, yeah, place at the, the Rumbles were good. So 2003 uh, match, which would have been mm-hmm. WrestleMania 19, it's when Brock Lesnar defeated Kurt Angle to win the championship. Right. 2004 was when Benoit defeated... Uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels to win the championship. 2005, Batista defeated Triple H to win the world championship. That would have been WrestleMania 21. Right. Uh, WrestleMania 22 was when Mysterio won the uh, world championship. Right. And then, yeah, he beat Orton. Yeah, he angled that triple threat. Yeah. Right. And then Uh, WrestleMania 23, The Undertaker won. That was the one that everybody talks about. More recently, because in that 2007, it was Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker at the very end, way before the whole Shawn wanting to end The Undertaker streak. Well, yeah, so it was uh, WrestleMania 23, um, Shawn and Undertaker were the final two, and then you go back to uh, WrestleMania 24, they entered one and two. Right. Undertaker entered one, Shawn entered two. Yeah, and then they lasted... (laughs) Almost halfway right to the end, and then that's when Triple H came out, and then that's also I think was at the twenty the twenty the two thousand and eight Rumble was when Cena came back from his injury at number thirty, went on to win the Rumble, right? You know, which he won the Rumble, but you know when he went on he we went on to have a triple threat match um, uh, against Orton against Orton Orton and Triple H Orton and H yeah yeah where Orton actually continued because that was the first time in a while that the winner of the Royal Rumble did not leave WrestleMania with a championship that was the first time that happened in a while because it happened for a long long time yeah because Orton won it yeah, or well, Orton. I think Orton was already champion at the, at the Royal Rumble because uh, I think he had. Well, yeah, yeah. I want to say around that time it was it two thousand and eight. I think he was champion after. I think he was champion around SummerSlam, maybe. He was, that time. but I'm saying Orton won that triple threat match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Orton won to, triple to threat, match. right? And the then, and then uh, I think the, yeah, the very next year Orton w- uh, won the Rumble, but then he lost, and then Edge won the Rumble. 
But then he lost to Jericho at WrestleMania 26, and then Alberto Del Rio won the 40-man Royal Rumble and then lost it to Edge. And it wouldn't be until... Right, that was Edge. That ended up actually being Edge's very last match. Right. And then, you know, Sheamus winning it the next year, which a lot of people dispute that. It's like, man, you know, Jericho should have won it, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, Sheamus won that one, then ended up beating Daniel Bryan. Um, in like 18 seconds or something like that. Right. Uh, uh, Cena won the Rumble because he had to win the Rumble because he had to face The Rock at WrestleMania 29 for the championship. Um, Batista won it uh, in uh, at, at uh, 2014. WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania 30, which ended up being the whole Daniel Bryan story and all that. It was also, unfortunately, that was the last Royal Rumble. Actually, that was the last event that CM Punk was involved in before he took his hiatus from right. professional wrestling. Uh, then WrestleMania 31, Reigns won uh, that Royal Rumble. That, yeah. that Rumble, uh, and then defeated Lesnar in an impromptu triple threat match for the WWE. Or I'm sorry, he challenged. Uh, he challenged Lesnar. Rollins, That's when cashed, Rollins in. Yeah. cashed in Money in the Bank. The heist of the century, as it's been called. Yeah. Um, and then Orton won in 2017, beat Bray Wyatt at 33. Uh, Shinsuke won in 2018, lost to AJ Styles. That's when he did his famous heel turn with the with the uh, low blow spot. Right. And then just this past the last year's Rumble, Seth Rollins won it. And then defeated Lesnar, Lesnar. at 35. Right. WrestleMania at 35. Right. So I mean, there's been a good long lineage of you know, and we didn't even discuss a lot of the earlier ones pre 2003, right. like you know, Lesnar won. And then went on to uh, right, but beat if, Kurt Angle. If you'll notice, there we didn't spe- we didn't say anything about WrestleMania uh, 32, and that's because there was no title opportunity awarded for the winner at right. WrestleMania 32, or because that was the 2016 Royal Rumble where uh, Roman Reigns was entered. He was the champion at the time, and he he was forced to enter at number one. And defend the title throughout. So if he was eliminated at any point, we were guaranteed a brand new champion, right? New champion. In which Um, Triple H did win that one, right? Which set up Triple H beating Triple H and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Right. He got his WrestleMania rematch at 32. That was also the night uh, AJ Styles made his WWE debut, coming in at number three. Um, And. yeah, that was that was that was an interesting night. That people people lost their freaking mind when that happened. Right. Even though it was expected, people still lost their mind. You know, which shows you that you know maybe sometimes wrestling companies know what they're doing when they you know do certain things. Um, and then there was the two women's uh, battle royals, which you know the first battle royal I feel like was more nostalgic. And then the second Royal second Women's Royal Rumble was more like an eye toward the future, if you will. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, they still had an eye toward the future with the winner being, you know, Oscar. The, the first winner ever being Oscar. Right. But I, but I also think that, but you see, there was a lot of older superstars who were involved with that match. Well, yeah, you because had, that was right around the time they were, they were doing the... Um, that's when kind of the women's revolution, as they named it, started. Yeah, it was still in. It, it was still. It, it was still in full um, effect, you know. Um, but also, uh, they were building up to the women's evolution or the all women's favorite evolution, right? Off of that, so yeah. yeah. And it also, and it also had a lot to do with, 
you know, with Ronda Rousey coming in as well, doing, you know, what she, you know, doing what she was asked to do and everything like that. Um, but it was also kind of like a farewell for a lot of other people. Like, you know, it was the last time you seen. Well, I don't think it was the last time. I think she did. I think she did one more match after that. Who? Trish Stratus. I yeah, think. yeah. Because yeah, she, 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 she wrestled number at 30. Evolution. Yeah, she well, she did that. But then she also had it was her versus Charlotte Flair. I think at the following SummerSlam. I think. That uh, yeah, yeah, that was that, that was the thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But but it was kind of like a lot. Of, I feel like the first Women's Royal Rumble was almost like a callback right. to. A lot of the old ones, because you had, you know, Tori Wilson was there, Molly Holly was there, Michelle McCool was there, Trish Stratus, Lita was there. Like, it was like a plethora of all these older talents that, you know, didn't get a chance to have the opportunity back then. You know, Jacqueline right. being out there and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you look toward the 2019 Rumble... Well, so with Oscar winning that first Women's Royal Rumble, she also... Not only did she win the first Royal Rumble, she was also the first person to not... Win the championship, win the at, championship WrestleMania. at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She challenged Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania 34 and lost. Right. And that was also her first loss in right. WWE. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, it, and that was like, man, you know, and but then a lot of people was like, man, then she went down here, which I think her momentum has actually picked back up, up a little bit with her uh, and Kyrie saying doing the Kabuki. Yeah, but Warriors. I think Kyrie's hurt. That's why. Oscar's doing the singles match at the Rumble this year with right. Becky. Yeah, which makes uh, sense, you know. So. Uh, but also, uh, but speaking of Becky, you know, we did the whole. She did the whole thing last year because last year she was in the the match with Oscar and you know lost that match. You know, it was which was a pretty good match. And then the women's like like what I was talking about a minute ago that the women's Rumble of 2019 felt like it was more of a progression. Oh yeah, it was more of here are these women from NXT UK. Here are these women from NXT. Here's a plethora of all these amazing athletic women, and then there was multiple storylines within the different, you know, exactly, you know, things. So that one helped out, and then of course Becky Lynch filled in for the injured Lana, and ended up being you know Becky Lynch not only won that Royal Rumble, but then she also went on to not only receive a championship match at WrestleMania, but it was a take-all match at WrestleMania for both the Raw and SmackDown women's titles, and it was the it first, was the first ever. ever all-women's main event in WrestleMania. So, yeah. yeah, so that's a pretty, you know, bold thing. Yeah. Um, um, we got some, some records here. So, Steve Austin is the only three-time Royal Rumble winner. He won it 97, 98, and 2001. Right. right. Uh, Until John Cena wants to come back and, you know, he'll he'll break that record, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> Just like he wants to break Flair's record. Six people tied with two wins each. Um, Hogan, who won it back-to-back in 1991. Shawn Michaels, who also won it back-to-back in 95, 96. Triple H, who won it in 2002 and 2016. Batista, who won it in 2005 and 2014, John Cena, who won it in 2008 and 2013, and Randy Orton, who won 2009 and 2017. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, which of course, you know, back then, 97, 98, 2001, Steve Austin was still the biggest star in the business at oh, that yeah. point. Uh, and it was a toss up. I mean, because back then, you know, because you got, yeah, it's right around that time, you know, and I know people, a lot of people hated. The Attitude Era, at least among our group of people, our, our circle of friends, hated the Attitude Era because it was just garbage wrestling and it was just garbage storylines and things like that. Well, I think if you go back, so the the Attitude Era was was basically just shock and awe, pretty much. Yes, um, 
As far and that's that's what they did. It's just it's back and forth, shock and all, shock and right. all, shock and all, shock and all. <laughs> Uh, but you had gems in there, right? Um, you had your Steve Austins, you had your Rocks, you had your uh, Triple H's your, when he was in his Degeneration X. I mean, you if know, you look at phase. the competitors that were in that era, mm-hmm. I mean, it's some of the greatest of all time, right? You know, some of the best to have ever done it, right? You know, because Jericho was in there, right? Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Uh, yeah, I think a lot Steve of Steve Austin, The Rock, Mick Foley, Big Show. I mean, people that right. you know, you go back at like nowadays, people hold such a high regard for. And if you go back and you watch, like the storylines were like, yeah, trash, garbage. But when you added in like the pure wrestling of an Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, right, you know, and you know, even China, China was real prominent in that era right you know she was the first woman to enter the men's royal rumble first woman to hold a men's title right uh kind of deal right and also but and then it was other you know i mean people tend to forget about how good of a guy like owen hart was or you know even a uh and and i think i think the reason why and, and i go back and i tell people this all the time is like as far as like Television wise, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, they had some pretty, because most of the matches on TV were pretty much garbage, four minute, you know, let's get this done so, you know, Vince Russo can do his, you know, thing. Um, But then again, the pay per views, a lot, especially like one one of my favorite pay per views of all time, and we could talk about this in the summer. There you go. Uh, One of my favorite pay per views of all time is the uh, the 1998 uh, SummerSlam, which was Hogan, I'm sorry, which was, Undertaker and Steve Austin in the main event, but you also had, yes. but you also had Triple H versus a young Triple H versus a young Rock. Like it was pretty much the, the two leaders of the biggest factions in the company, which was DX and the Nation, in a ladder match for the Intercontinental Title. You had X Pac versus Jeff Jarrett. You had even even a match that opened the contest for the European Title, which was D'Lo Brown and Val Venus. Even though Val Venus had a very risque character, it wasn't like it was like over exaggerated during the match. It was actually the match itself was actually pretty good if you look at it from just a technical, just pure wrestling standpoint. Now there were matches on the card that wasn't up to par, like the Oddities versus Kyantai. That was like that match really didn't need to be there, but it was. So you kind of have to take the good with the bad. But that event, like, I think a lot of the pay-per-views were way better than the stuff that was going on on television. Even if it is a shitty storyline that we had to sit through, at least we would we know we were going to get to a good match where it's like, okay, this is going to be good. You know what I mean? So, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Like, I, I look at the Attitude Era as, you know, was it the best part of professional wrestling? No. Was it was it an important part of wrestling of WWE's history? Yeah, because if it hadn't been for Attitude Era and people taking those risks, we may have a WCW network instead of a WWE network. You see right. what I'm saying? So everything has a purpose. You know, it, it is the classic case of doing all the wrong things for the right reason, kind of thing. So yeah. But anyway, uh, back to what we were talking about. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let me check my phone. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, so the most times being a real rumble runner up was Roman Reigns with three. So he was the runner up in 2014, 2017, 2018, and then you have four other people that are tied with two runner up spots each. 
big show in 2000, 2004, Shawn Michaels in 94, 2007, mm-hmm. Triple H in 2008, 2009, right. and then John Cena in 2005 and 2010. Right. Which, which with going back to the Roman Reigns thing, I think 2014, if there was a time that somebody should have won the Royal Rumble, where he would have won the Royal Rumble, people would have been okay with it, 2014 would have been okay because that means it would have been either him or Batista. You know what I mean? But that was the year that they were going into WrestleMania 30. The Shield were still, you know, prominent at that time. They were, you know, they had the deal with, uh, I think it was the Outlaws and Kane going into yep. that WrestleMania. Yep. So, which was also when they had their big, 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 big heel run or come to an end, which they did, you know, that whole thing where they turned baby faces. But it was also the time where. Seth Rollins made his heel turn later on in the year, setting up, you know, a lot of other things that happened. So, yeah, I mean, that, you know, again, a lot of just don't just look at the person who wins the Rumble. Also take a look at, you know, the things that happened after the fact or the right. things that happened during the fact so that, you know, you can kind of get like, OK, this is where they're going with this story. Let's see what happens next kind of right. thing. Um, so uh, a little by the numbers here. Um, you've had four people win at the number 27 spot so that the 89, the 93, the 94 the 2001 World Rumble the number 27 entrant won right uh, 2007, 2008, 2016 the number 30 entrant won right uh, that was John Cena, The Undertaker and Triple H all in that order yeah. right So yeah. I can't remember the one in 27 I think it was Two, 2007 um that was the first time that the number 30 entrant ever won the Royal Rumble. Right. Because that was the the big speaking point leading up to that was right. you know, nobody, nobody's ever gotten the best number ever right. and won it. And right. then, which I also think, happened. I mean, which I mean, I mean, with number 30 being The Undertaker is like, yeah, The Undertaker, you know, he's the freshest person in this match. Although it right. came down to him and Shawn Michaels in that 2007 Rumble that was a that was a that was a good way to finish it out, you know. Even if you, even if you were upset with um, the result of it, it was still, you know, because remember this was, you know, Shawn Michaels was, you know, just had, you know, just you know had the championship WrestleMania twenty three, yeah, because that was the year WrestleMania twenty three that he went on to face uh, Shawn. Uh, John Cena for the WWE Championship at that WrestleMania, WrestleMania 23. Right. So yeah, so it was a pretty good, pretty good starting off point. Um, you know, having just done the Vince McMahon storyline, you know, a, a year earlier, which that wasn't really a guy. Oh, that's a dope ass picture. Sorry, everybody. The chip just showed me a picture of us from last night. Um, but anyway. Um, or two nights ago, I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep uh, forgetting that today's Monday. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're off work, off of our real jobs, and uh, right, not off work because we're working, working here to provide here, right. content for you guys. Right. Uh, oh, trust. Oh, trust me, ladies and gentlemen. We really wish that this was our real job. Trust me. Yes. Uh, hey, speaking into existence, brother. Ninety-one, ninety-eight, two thousand. The number twenty-four entrant won. Um, 2013, 2015, The number nineteen entrant won. Uh, 2005, 2014, the number 28 entrant won. Um, only in 95 and 2004 did the number one entrant win. Which was Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, and there have been, been plenty of numbers who, you know. Yeah. All right, now. So the top 20 individual longest times in a single Royal Rumble match as of the 2019 Royal Rumble 
where the winners where the winners in the prospective spots uh, the names have been bolded so we're using Wikipedia for this um, so they list Daniel Bryan as the longest but they put a caveat to that that was the greatest Royal Rumble ever yeah, that where, was the one that was in Saudi Arabia and it was 50 men and, right, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, he lasted. That was 2018, and Daniel Bryan lasted one hour, 16 minutes, and five seconds. Um, so, if we're talking just Royal Rumble, not Greatest Royal Rumble, but just Royal Rumble, um, it would have been 2006. Rey Mysterio, who eventually went on to win that, lasted one hour, two minutes, and 15 seconds. Right, followed up by Chris Benoit, which you know they weren't going to let him hold that title. Nope. As longest ever, he had one hour, one minute, thirty-one seconds in the two thousand and four Royal Rumble. Right, and he was—I mean—that was actually—I—I I, I enjoy the Chris Benoit's uh, reign a little bit better than Rey Mysterio's as far as their time in the because well, because Rey Mysterio spent most of his time like laying in a corner, whereas Benoit spent most of his time like doing trying the, to get. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, not a knock against Mysterio. I mean, I'm pretty sure they yeah. told him to do that, but oh yeah, it just it was Benoit's just looked more impressive than yeah. Mysterio's. Did. So um, in '93, Bob Backlund lasted one hour one minute ten seconds in the uh, Rumble. Triple H in 2006 has a one hour sixteen second. Entrant, right? Chris Jericho in 2017 had a one hour 13 second entrant, right? Um, the 92 Rumble, which was Ric Flair, he had one hour two seconds, followed by Roman Reigns, the 2016 Rumble, he lasted 59 minutes 48 seconds. The 2018 Rumble, Royal Rumble, Finn Balor lasted. 57 minutes 38 seconds um the tying at the number 10 spot both from the 99 Royal Rumble with 56 minutes 38 seconds was Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon right um, that was the year that McMahon r- r- won the Rumble because he did the whole thing. Austin, he was number one, or Austin, Austin was number was one. one. He was number two. Right. Uh, they did that whole thing. That was also you said that was ninety nine. Yes. That was when uh, that was actually going into WrestleMania fifteen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, because yeah, because WrestleMania two thousand was the Fatal Four Way, or the fate, or the, or the yeah, the, or the Four Way Elimination Match. But two thousand uh, WrestleMania fifteen. Was uh, when The Rock and Steve Austin had first. It was the first of their three WrestleMania matches. Um, um, ninety nine. It it's the next one up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble in ninety nine, which earned him a title shot at WrestleMania fifteen. However, the following night on Raw, McMahon announced that his title opportunity. He renounced his title opportunity. Yeah, he, he, re, he, he announced that he was going to relinquish that title opportunity. Um, and then WWF Commissioner Shawn Michaels awarded the title opportunity to the runner-up Steve Austin, who defeated Vince McMahon in a steel cage match to retain his opportunity and then went on to defeat The Rock in a no-DQ match to win the WWF Championship. That was St. Valentine's Day Massacre uh, when yes. they had that. So that was when Vince took that sick bump 
off the off top the of the cage, cage and the, like the middle of his back landed on the corner of the you ooh, know yeah, Vince McMahon was... doesn't get enough credit for the stuff that he went through <laughs> right to put or it, it, I mean right you know the stuff that he has done to to put other wrestlers over everybody always says oh he's just in the limelight he's trying to take all the glory and everything but if you look at it like he put people over bigger than right you know anything yeah well, he but, it to, I, look at the storyline he did where it was him and Shane versus uh, Shawn Michaels and God God right which the, the the premise of it was kind of but it was it was around the whole thing where it's like you're putting Shawn over my, one of my favorite Vince lines that they one of my favorite stories of the whole thing was uh, remember 1998 Survivor Series Deadly Game where they had the tournament to crown the new WWE champion uh, WWF champion I'm sorry um, and there was the one that it came down to The Rock and Mick Foley and everyone's going for you know Mick Foley you know where everyone's going everyone's rooting for Steve Austin but Mick Foley ended up getting a little bit of the rub from the boss and end up screwing Steve Austin over but then later on it's like okay these guys are clearly behind Mick Foley The Rock's got an uphill battle because it ended up being The Rock versus Mick Foley and The Rock is still kind of like him babyface kind of quasi babyface and then they screw Mick Foley at the end of the night and The Rock is the corporate champion turning his back on the people and it made Mick Foley the sympathetic figure that everybody wanted to see win and then later on it turned into the whole um, Steve Austin coming back you know, hitting the rock with the chair, cover, you know, covering the rock with Mick Foley. Mick Foley wins his first WWE championship, that whole thing. And again, it set up more storylines, you know, kind of like the way the Rumble does, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so that that's great. Um, in the number 12 spot, the uh, 2001 Royal Rumble, Kane lasted 53 minutes, 46 seconds. Was that also the same Rumble where he threw out like 12 people? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you had Rick Martel lasting in the 91 Royal Rumble for 52 minutes, 17 seconds. The Rock lasting in the 98 Royal Rumble for 51 minutes, 32 seconds. Jericho uh, gets his second spot on the list for the 2016 Royal Rumble with 50 minutes, 47 seconds. You have Triple H also gaining his second spot on the list for the 2009 Royal Rumble with 50 minutes even. Um, Coming in at number 17, Dolph Ziggler lasted in the 2013 Royal Rumble uh, with 49 minutes, 47 seconds. Rey Mysterio earns his second spot on the list coming in at number 18 with 2009's Royal Rumble where he lasted 49 minutes, 26 seconds. And then um, the following two come from the 2014 Royal Rumble where CM Punk lasted 49 minutes 11 seconds followed by Seth Rollins who lasted 48 minutes 31 seconds right Um, and out of those 20 you had four eventual winners of the Royal Rumble right Mr. McMahon won it in 99 Ric Flair won it in 92 Chris Van Wall won it in 2004 Followed by Rey Mysterio winning it in 2006. Yeah, so a lot of good. And then we, with all that time, you I mean obviously people are going to be in more than one Royal Rumble. So you got the overall cumulative time each one has been in there. Right. Uh, so you got to go with you know Chris Jericho. 
uh, being the leader of that four minute or I'm sorry, four, four hours, hours, 59 minutes and 30 seconds. If he comes back for WWE and just does 30 seconds, he'll equal five hours of Royal Rumble time. So right. um, that's the equivalent of going through five straight Rumbles without even, you know, taking a break. Uh, then Triple H with four hours and 44 seconds. Rey Mysterio with three hours, 54 minutes and 16 seconds. Shawn Michaels with three hours, 42 minutes, 30 seconds. Kane slash Isaac Yankum slash The Fake Diesel at three hours, 38 minutes, 46 seconds. Randy Orton with three hours, 18 minutes, and 41 seconds. And Cody Rhodes slash Stardust slash The American Nightmare Cody. He wasn't known by that in WWE, obviously. Uh, at three hours, 15 minutes, and 53 seconds. Yes. And then you got the shortest times in the Rumble history. The shortest times. <laughs> right. So we have, um, and this is anybody who spent 10 seconds or less in the Royal Rumble. Which is a lot uh, of people. <laughs> yeah. So in 2001, you had Taz, who lasted exactly 10 seconds. 2015, Adam Rose lasted 8 seconds. Uh, then you had uh, three people who lasted a total of seven seconds. Uh, MVP, The Miz, and Gilberg. Um, then you had Titus O'Neil, The Godfather, who lasted five seconds. Then you had Titus O'Neil, Jerry Lawler, Bushwhacker, Luke, who lasted a total of four seconds. Xavier Woods, Mike Kanellis, Owen Hart, and Moe from Men on a Mission. Right. All lasted three seconds. Uh, no Way Jose Sheamus, the Warlord, lasted two seconds. And then in 2009, Santino Morella lasted a total of one second. That was, I don't even think it's possible. I bet it was like one point something seconds. It was one point something, yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. But so, And really what it was is like Santino slid into the ring, hopped up, Kane was there, clothesline over the top, lands, rolls, and... Let's be honest, man. At that point in time, Santino was just, he was doing the comedy wrestling pretty much. So that whole thing, he had the he had the the eyebrow, he had the whole walking funny deal, he had yeah. the whole Cobra, Cobra Strike thing. Slid in the ring, goes straight over. Kane's laughing. I think that was a, I think that was a shoot laugh that he was doing. And the whole time he's like, "I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready." I can't do a Santino voice. I apologize. Right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, then we have. The most eliminations in a single rumble. Um, they have listed as Braun Strowman with 13. However, that was the greatest Royal Rumble ever. Right. Um, There's always a caveat to that. Yeah. One. Yeah. So, and then if you go just strict Royal Rumble, you got Roman Reigns with 12, Kane with 11, Hogan and Steve Austin tied at 10, uh, Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin both tied at 8. Um, then you have Hogan, Yokozuna, Diesel, Steve Austin, Rikishi, The Undertaker, Kali, Punk, uh, John Cena, Braun Strowman, One Man Gang, Ultimate War, or I'm sorry, uh, ending with Braun Strowman with seven, and then One Man Gang, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Sid Justice, or Sid Vicious, or Sid, Psycho, Psycho Sid, Sid yeah. however you want to list him. Uh, Lex Luger, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Batista, Rey Mysterio, Triple H, Big Show, Cody Rhodes, Bray Wyatt, Rusev, and Roman Reigns all with six. And then finally, tied at five, you have Ric Flair, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, Crush, Diesel, Mabel from Men on a Mission, The Undertaker, Randy Orton, Edge, CM Punk, Sheamus, Ryback, 
Big Show, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Elias. Right. So yeah, and then overall total eliminations as of you know you you know like for example, the number one overall winner being Kane, aka Isaac Yankum, Fake Diesel, however you want to do it, yep. has forty four eliminations over nineteen Rumble appearances. Right. Shawn Michaels comes to second at forty with twelve appearances, tied with the Undertaker at forty, who has made eleven appearances. Uh, Steve Austin also. Under the title of Ringmaster, has 36 eliminations in six Rumble appearances, which if you look at the if you look at the the uh, the ratio, kind of like a kill death ratio in Call of Duty, um, Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin. Shawn Michaels has been in six more Rumbles than Austin has, and Austin he only and, uh, Shawn Michaels only has like four more eliminations than Austin does. Right. You know, which, I mean, I still say when it comes to Royal, when you think of the Royal Rumble, you think of Steve Austin because he's probably one of the greatest competitors to ever compete in a Rumble. Uh, then Triple H had 33 eliminations. Big Show has 31. Strowman has 30. Reigns has 30. Uh, Hogan has 37. I'm sorry, 27. Orton has 26. And John Cena rounds out the list at 25. Right, but the most impressive number that I see on this is... Um, Right here with Braun Strowman, who has 30 eliminations in four Rumble appearances. Right, and he still has a long way to go in his career. So right, well, I'm sure time, he's going to be... Uh, he's in the 2020 Royal Rumble. If I'm so, not mistaken, yes. So there's more eliminations. Right. Yeah, he could end up being the, the number one overall. All he's got to do is eliminate 14 more people over... You know, right, and a that's, couple of rumbles. Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of like the whole thing with Kofi Kingston. You know, do you want to be known for eliminating the most people out of a Royal Rumble, or do you want to be known for being a winner of a Royal Rumble? You know what I mean? And I think that's where a lot of people, you know, has that distinction between like, man, Kane, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> like Shawn Michaels has forty eliminations and twelve rumbles, but he's won a Rumble. Same thing with the Undertaker. Same thing with Austin. Same thing with Triple H. You know. Kane, which Kane's no longer an active participant in professional wrestling anymore. He's doing his, you know, mayor of Knoxville gig, which I'm sure that's paying him pretty well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Golly, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <coughs> Damn, sorry. Uh, go um, ahead. Finish your. But uh, you know, in the big show, he's you know been in twelve, got thirty-one eliminations. Um, you know, he's never won one. You know, right. Uh, Reigns has the same amount as. Strowman, but he's won one. Hogan's won one. Orton and Orton and Cena's won one. Right. So, and they actually they Orton and Cena's won a couple. Pretty so much everybody would, on this list, Kane hasn't won a rumble well, except for Kane, Strowman, and Big Show have not yeah. won a rumble. So, so the three biggest men, essentially on this list, have yet to win a rumble. Right. And I think that's kind of the 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 the, the, the overarching story of a rumble because it's like how many guys is it going to take to kick to to eliminate this big person and then you know the numbers game obviously does something and then you get eliminated, you know. Right. Um, I'm sure it's happened over a course of, you know, many years of like how many guys did it take to throw out, you know, like a big viscera or a big show in the beginning. You know what I mean? So. Right. Um anyway. so for most rumble appearances uh, you've got Kane, Isaac Yankum, Fake Diesel. He has nine Royal Rumble appearances. 19, you mean? Uh, 19, yeah. 19. His first Rumble was in 96. 
and the most recent was in 2016. Right. Uh, followed by Goldust with 13 Royal Rumble appearances. That's a lot of appearances for Goldie. Yeah. Um, his first was in 97. His most recent was at the Greatest Rumble in 2018. Which we, we, we would still, we, we're still going to count that though as a Rumble, right? I mean, so they're counting it as a Rumble. We might as well count it as a Rumble. Okay. Um, then you have Shawn Michaels, Big Show, Kofi Kingston, and Dolph Ziggler all tied with 12 appearances. Um, Shawn Michaels' first was in 89. Last was in 2010. Big Show's first was in 2000. Last was in 2017. Which I think... Uh, so he just re-debuted after being on the shelf for like two years. <laughs> right. Um, well, he had that hip surgery, you know, and he's lost right. he's lost a ton of weight. Yeah, he um, looks good. He actually grew his beard back, so because dude looks hella weird without a beard or without yeah. any facial hair. Um, so I think he'll be in this year's Royal Rumble. Right. Um, and then uh, Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler, both of their first Rumbles were in 2009. And their most recent was in 2019. Right. And then going on to the next ones, you have The Miz, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, and Randy Orton all have 11 appearances. Miz, his first one was in uh, 07. His last one was in 18. Jericho, I'm sorry, uh, Undertaker's was in 91. His last one was 17. Jericho's was 2000. His last one was the Greatest Royal Rumble in 2018. And then Orton was 2004, uh, where he was number two in that one. Uh, and his last one was as recently as 2019. Right. And then uh, all tied for 10, you have Rikishi, uh, the Sultan, Fatu, however you want to. Most right. people are going to know him as, as Rikishi. Rikishi. Right. Uh, Mark Henry, Rey Mysterio, Shelton Benjamin all tied at 10. Rikishi's first was in 93. His last was in 2004. Um, Mark Henry's first was in 98. His last was at the Greatest Royal Rumble event. Right. I think that was his last match <coughs> altogether, wasn't I it? I think so. Um, then Rey Mysterio, Shelton Benjamin, both uh, their first was in 2003. And their last was in 2019. Right, because Shelton Benjamin like just left the class of OVW at that point. It was, right, it was him, uh, Charlie Haas, uh, Randy Orton, John Cena, and Brock Lesnar. It was like the OVW class that came up from uh, Louisville to be like, hey, you know, that was back when uh, Danny Davis used to let John Cena drive the ring truck, and Danny Davis don't let anybody drive the ring truck. Right, right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and then you've only had two competitors to have entered. Uh, the rumble multiple times in the same night. Right. Mick Foley, who did the, uh, in 98, he did, uh, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Mick Foley. Or Mankind. Was it Mankind? Uh, Mankind. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Nia Jax in 2019, who, uh, competed in the Women's Royal Rumble, was eliminated, then came out and competed in the Men's Royal Rumble and was eliminated. Right. Um, being the first woman to enter both the Men and Women's Royal Rumble on the same night. Right. Uh, but one thing that I don't see, yeah, here we go. Uh, female entrance into the Men's Royal Rumble, uh, China. She did it twice. She did it in 99 and 2000. Beth Phoenix done it in 2010. Yeah, and she took a sick go to sleep from CM Punk in that one. Yeah. That was a whew. Uh, Karma, or most people will awesome know Kong. as Awesome Kong. Um, she entered the Men's Royal Rumble in 2012. 
And then Nia Jax, as I just said, in 2019 and is the only wrestler to ever take part in both the men and women's rumble in the same night and not score a single elimination in either. There's another caveat. Yeah, yeah, another caveat to that. Right. Yeah. So, of course, the women's Royal Rumble, even though we only have two years of data on it, um, you know, the winning number, you know, 25, Oscar came in at number 25 in the 2018 Rumble, and then uh, Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch came in at number 28, even though technically she was the last person out. But, you know, Lana did her, you know, struggle to the ring. That's when Nia Jax came out at 29 and Carmella came out at 30. Right. Beth Phoenix, or I'm sorry, uh, I said Beth Phoenix, I'm sorry. Becky, Becky Lynch, Lynch went out there and then took Lana's spot. So technically she was the 20, you know, eighth entrant or whatever. Right. Um, um, go ahead. And then, uh, <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. Uh, he waffled for a second, ladies and gentlemen. I did. It, it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some sinus issues going on. Coffee, 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 coffee. Yeah, no, it's not <laughs> coffee. I, it's sinus issues. I'm on medication. Hey, I'm, aren't we all? Aren't we yeah. all? <laughs> uh, so then we're going to talk a little bit about the Women's Rumble. Uh, so the longest time spent in the Women's Royal Rumble was in 2019, and that was by Natalia, where she spent 56 minutes, one second. Right. Followed by Sasha Banks. We're only going to do the top 10 on the Women's Royal Rumble because we only have, again, two years of data right. for that. Uh, so you want to take number two? Yeah, uh, Sasha Banks at 54 minutes and 56 seconds in the uh, 18 Rumble. Right. Then uh, third is from the 2019 Royal Rumble where Ember Moon lasted 52 minutes, 23 seconds. The same year that Charlotte Flair lasted 50 minutes and one second. Uh, then we had Becky Lynch in 2018, lasted 30 minutes, 54 seconds. Lacey Evans, who started the uh, 2019 Rumble at 29 minutes and 21 seconds. Followed by Mandy Rose from the same year, who lasted 25 minutes, 50 seconds. Yeah, and then we're going to, it's kind of the nitty gritty at this point. And then at, the, at, the num- at number eight, uh, Asuka came in, which she won that uh, at the number 25 position uh, with 19 minutes, 41 seconds in the 2018 Rumble. Right. Uh, followed by Carmella at nine with 18 minutes, 45 seconds, also from the 2018 Royal Rumble. And then the 2019 Rumble was Kyrie Sane at 17 minutes and 58 seconds. Now, and over a course of both of those Rumbles, uh, Natalia has the longest cons- con- conclusive consecutive time at one hour, 21 minutes, and 35 seconds. Yeah, uh, followed by Sasha Banks with 54 minutes, 30, or 58 minutes, 37 seconds. Amber Moon, Bubba. No, Sasha see, Banks in the next one with 54 yeah. minutes and 46 seconds, which a lot of these times are going to sound a little bit repetitive um, because, for example, like Charlotte Flair uh, is – Fourth on the list at 50 minutes, one second, but she's only appeared in one rumble. You see what I'm saying? So, right. Um, you know, then Becky Lynch with 44 minutes, 14 seconds. Nia Jax, 29.55. Uh, Mandy Rose, 29.42. Lacey Evans, 29.21. Right. So, you know, like with the women's Royal rumble, like we said, it's, it's, it's very, there, there's not a lot of data because there's only been two so far. Right. Um, but, you know, it, over the course of time, you know, there'll, there'll be more, obviously. Right. Um, and I mean, obviously, I mean, now we got more records to hold because now, you know, there's you know, the most women, the most eliminations. We've already accumulated that. You right. Know, uh, Charlotte Flair has five eliminations in a single rumble. But she's also tied with Michelle McCool, who has five. Right. And then Nia Jackson, and Nikki Bella have four. Um, Sasha Banks, Oscar, Natalia, Trish Stratus, Bailey, Nia Jax, Ruby Riot, and Rhea Ripley all have three. Um, so, you know, and that was just a second. Now, um, 
here's an interesting stat. This is the highest number of wrestlers working together to eliminate one wrestler. Uh, six women eliminated Nia Jax, and four women eliminated Vicky Guerrero, which was that was that whole that was funny. The whole time she has a microphone in her hand screaming, "Excuse me," and all that. That was just that was fun. Right. Oh. And then um, then we have so total number of eliminations over the course of the two World Rumbles has two women's World Rumbles has been nine jacks with seven. Right, which I don't think she'll be in this upcoming. I mean, she could be a surprise entrant. Uh, depends on how quickly she recovers from her uh, her uh, her double. Is it a double knee surgery that she had? Yes, it is? Yeah. I, I think she's actually been cleared, but. It's uh, never too late. I mean, it's better. Is it, is it one of them cases of better safe than sorry when it comes to her? Right. Because you don't want to you don't want to rush her back too quick, but at the same time, you don't want to wait too long. You know, for whatever reason. But, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh. So, I guess we can jump over. Uh, talk real quick um, about some predictions, or do you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, yeah. We favorite. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. We I, uh, I would say, okay, just just about just our thing. What was your favorite all-time rumble, like from beginning to end, just the actual rumble match in and of itself? And I know there's there's a lot to pick from, and oh. maybe or maybe it was like maybe the winner was correct to you, or maybe a certain a certain event that had like maybe the star power or all these matches coming together and culminating and all that. Like, is there one particular that sticks out in your head? It ain't even gotta be your favorite. It could be just be just the first one that sticks out to you. I mean, so uh, unpopular opinion. I think the winners have been correct every year. Okay. Um, and I I say that because most people only look in the moment and don't look at the broader picture. Right. Um, which I think that's every wrestling fan does. Right think. now, I will say that that maybe the year that. Uh, Roman Reigns won when everybody was chanting for Daniel Bryan um, may have been a, a bad decision in the moment right but if you go and you look at the longevity um, Daniel Bryan ended up getting injured and had to quote unquote retire for right. uh, several years right you know so it, it, good booking in the moment would have been put Daniel Bryan over because that's what the crowd wanted but at the same again, time, yeah. that's you can't, you know, because WWE writes their their stories and they have this, you know, for typically the stuff is set out barring injury for you know, a year yeah. at a time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm they, pretty they, sure right they now they usually write from from mania to mania. Right, and I'm pretty sure they have like stuff almost all the way written into maybe SummerSlam or maybe even next mania, at, right? You know, Thirty eight. So, which they still haven't made a decision on whether or not. On where the next WrestleMania is going to be yet, I assume. I, I was predicting that it was going to be because there's three places that they've been talking about doing it. They've been talking about doing it in Indianapolis, uh, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, and also uh, at going back to Atlanta. Um, okay, but oh. I'm not 100% sure about that one yet. So, real quick. Um, Let's figure it out real quick. This is just some information that I'm looking up right now. Uh, as Talon brought up WrestleMania and places that it's being held. So, WrestleMania. This year's, this year's WrestleMania will be in Tampa, Florida. Right. 
Um, and chances are they, yeah, the chances are Wiki is probably not going to have any data or any, uh, no, which they don't have anything booked as far as like storylines or anything yet. No. Well, Although the rumor mill has been circulating around a couple of matches, but I can't, I have to take all that with a grain of salt because you never know. Right. You know. Uh, so, but uh, anyway, but, but like for me, yeah, for me, um, I look at like the 2004 Royal Rumble, you know, it had a whole lot. That was the year that Benoit won that set up the match between him, Triple H and, uh, Shawn Michaels. It was also the match that that also helped with Lesnar and Goldberg's match. It was, it, you know, the Chris Jericho uh, Christian match. It helped with uh, the Sean, you know, it helped. Uh, it helped with a lot of other stories that were being compensated. The whole Mick Foley coming in during the match, like beating up Test, going out there and causing Randy Orton his, you know, match, which set up, you know, the Rocket Sock Connection versus Evolution at the following Mania. You know, that that was a fun rumble to watch. Um, and if we're going back a little bit older than that, like, I think I, I think all the way back to the 96 rumble, which wasn't star-studded, but it was that WrestleMania, I'm sorry, that Royal Rumble led to the WrestleMania that made me want to do this, which was the 96 uh, rumble, which led into WrestleMania 12, which led to the Iron Man match, which on paper, going back and watching it now, I look back and watch it, and I'm like, man... Like, it wasn't technically the best wrestling match I ever watched, but it, as, a, as, a, as a nine-year-old kid watching it, you're thinking, man, this is the greatest thing ever, and all I wanted was for Shawn Michaels to win the title, you know what I mean? And then they ended right. up happening, you know, so they told a great story by hooking the person, hooking, it, hooking you in. Um, here's a question. What are some of the craziest moments that you've seen, maybe like a... An elimination prevention, or maybe uh, a way, or maybe a surprise elimination you wasn't expecting, or or something like that. Is uh, there one that stands out in your head? I, all of Kofi Kingston's staves. right? Uh, I, I just I, that dude is crazy when it comes to. <laughs> um, the stuff he does to not be eliminated, walking on his hands, walking on crutches, hopping from chair to chair, <laughs> right. running the barrier. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Right. I'll tell you the one, and it happened at the recent women's one, um, where Casey Catanzaro looked, looked to be gotten eliminated, but her feet never hit the ground. Right. Rolled on her back, put her feet up on the uh, barricade, walked her way across, did a handstand to the uh uh, turnbuckle post, wrapped her legs around the turnbuckle post, did a sit-up, and then got herself back up. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, my God. And then some people was like, well, technically, she was technically eliminated, but no, her feet technically didn't hit the mat, so there you go. Right. That's, um, that's the thing. That's right. why they That's why they add that in there, and they emphasize, like, both feet, feet have, have to, to hit touch the floor. the floor. Right. That's like when Kofi got eliminated that one time. He only had just one foot. Like, mm, no, nah, I'm hopping around. I'm here. Which I don't understand why people didn't do that beforehand. You know what I mean? And the whole one foot, only one feet. It was just, it. As I was growing up, they called it the Shawn Michaels rule because Shawn Michaels got eliminated. Only one of his feet touched the ground. Because well, yeah, he was dangling from the rope. One foot dusted the ground. Right, and then and they were like, "No, no, 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 no! Both feet have to touch." Right, and everyone assumed that the Bulldog won the Rumble. Right, uh, and he didn't. That was the year the Shawn Michaels went coast to coast and started from yeah, the one. Yeah, because then he skinned the cap, came up and knocked him off the thing. Knocked right. him over. I'll tell you one, another one for me that was surprising. And it was probably, and no one really talks about it in terms of, it's not the greatest elimination of all time, 
but it was the most shocking elimination of all time, in my opinion. Right. Maven drop kicking the Undertaker out of the ring and eliminating him from oh, the, yeah, two, from the was, 2002. Was, definitely was it the 2000? I think it was the 2002 Rumble because I think that was the year. Yeah, it was 2002 because that was the year the Triple H came back and uh, won. Right. But yeah, but I mean, it was Maven, basically the tough enough guy, you yeah. know. Which I don't really think Maven's done anything in wrestling. He has, um, you know. He thinks I think he did. I think he's doing like some sports thing on the Home Shopping Network or QVC or something. Right. But you know, with them, uh, with with them doing that, where they he did the drop kick elimination to the Undertaker, that set up. They were they had high hopes for that guy. They did. The, uh, the only problem is, is that he kind of fizzled out. Yeah, a lot of those things. But yeah, that that was just, that was a shocker uh, to me. Um, another one that was also a shocker was also in the 96 Rumble where it was also everyone was talking about the you know the the the, the debut of Vader. You know Vader right. coming in and he's beating the shit out of everybody, stiffing the shit out of Jake Roberts and Savio Vega and Hardcore Holly and all these people. Um, and then Shawn Michaels came in, was bumping everybody, blah 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 blah. Vader and Yokozuna started getting into a conflict with each other. And these are both these are both Cornette guys. So Cornette's like, no, no, no. Yokozuna's trying to eliminate Vader. Neither one of them are budging. And Shawn Michaels out of nowhere just runs up and eliminates both of them. The fucking crowd in uh, San Francisco, I'm sorry, San, uh, Fresno just goes completely insane. Right. And that was a moment where you're like, what the? That was the, that was my first, if I can say, that was my first holy fuck moment in wrestling. So, right, right. You know. Um, we're going to need to take uh, just a quick break here. We'll come back with uh, our, our predictions. Yeah. yeah, next. All right, and we're back from our final commercial break this episode. Uh, we're going to jump right into some some predictions here. Um, Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, we listed it earlier. Uh, 19 people have been announced for the Rumble. Uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, Rowan, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Elias, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis Tucker, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, who else do you think is going to be in this? Uh, well, like I said, well, well, like I said earlier, I do think that Velveteen Dream is going to make an appearance. Okay. He's been off of TV for a while, and he is probably one of the most over guys in NXT. Um, so his call up to the main roster will probably be this. I think if if there is a time to bring Velveteen up. This would be the time to do it. Okay. Uh, of course, they'll probably put some NXT UK guys in there. Maybe some, maybe some guys, maybe some job guys that'll come in from either show. Like put in like, a, and I don't, and I don't mean it. You know, I don't mean job guy in a disrespectful manner. Like a lot of you people probably think that I just meant it, but I'm not talking about that. Like I'm sure a Zack Ryder will be in there, or a Mike Kanellis will be in there, or a. Speaking of Mike Kanellis, do you know they just put him in with a new tag partner? Yeah, they put him with Tony Nese yeah, over. This new new deal, uh, and if it works out, they're gonna be a mainstay on NXT. That would be. Hey, you know what? That that I think it's good because I mean Tyler Breeze went back to NXT. Yeah, you know, well, and he, he granted, a, I mean, it's he not, had a killer match. It was him, Leo Rush, and Isaiah Scott. Mm. Uh, was that NXT was that like a, was that like a Worlds Collide qualifier thing? Cause, no, 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 cause, no, no. Cause it was, it was it earlier. Was you read qualify, that it was to qualify for the. Uh, Cruiserweight title match at World's Clock. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that you know, 
like I said, I mean, there's there, there's a plethora of guys who could basically have those filler spots, uh-huh. the spots that okay, we know you're not going to win, but we need a body type spots. Right. That's probably where that go, probably uh, where that I is. I think Big Show will probably have a uh, an appearance here. Right. Any surprise appearances, like any um, big indie names that could possibly show up. I mean, granted, um, with with you know, with AEW, I could see, um, I could see Austin Theory probably making a debut. That would be um, that would be pretty cool. You know, because he just made his he just signed he just made his debut on NXT. Right. I did see a, I seen the match, match with Roddy. Roddy. Oh my god! Um, yeah, shout out to I mean, which the only time that I have ever had any interaction with Theory. Was when we did the Scenic City Rumble, I think back in 2017 or 2016 or something like that. Yeah, pretty cool dude. You know, we kept, yeah. kept to himself, but when you did speak to him, he was you know very professional. Yeah, from um, the interaction I had, he seemed like a yeah, cool guy. he was a pretty cool guy. Oh. Um, he wasn't a dick like a lot of people. I actually heard somebody was like, "Man, that Austin Theory is such a dick," and it's like, no, he's "How just, do you think he's a dick? He's, he's, just, he's just he's just professional. He's just well, he's one of those guys. If he doesn't know you, he's not going to go out of his way to you know like talk to you. Yeah, you he kind of he, he kind of. Like embodied that that old school mentality of you know you got two ears and one mouth so yeah. listen twice as much as you talk. Right. He just kind of sat there in his own little world and listened to and watched right. the the surroundings of right. which he had. Which I can't remember. I think he wrestled. Uh, was it Slim J that he wrestled that yes. night? Yeah, and that was a. Slim J don't get no credit for being how good he is, but anyway, um, but yeah, but back to the Rumble. Um, there could be some again some surprise appearances. Um, I don't really see anybody like maybe some old wrestlers from the past come back. Maybe like not like like you know like people from like maybe, the eighties or anything. See, like maybe uh, Booger T maybe making make an appearance or um, you know I see the revival making a, probably a yeah shot in here you know because I think they're uh, from what I've read they're. Looks like they're building towards a Harlem Heat versus Revival match at WrestleMania. Ooh! Um, because WWE just re-trademarked Harlem Heat. Oh. Uh, Would it be now? 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 Wait a minute. Let me. Let me. Uh, now they're so, but the Revival did a they they cut a promo on Booker T and Stevie Ray. Okay. Saying that. But but here's my question: Would it be Booker T and Stevie Ray, or if Stevie Ray? isn't able to do it or if maybe if Stevie Ray doesn't want to which I don't know why he wouldn't is this, is it a case of maybe there's a new Harlem Heat with Booker T as their manager I and mean, there's I two brand new young you know you know dynamic you know African American you know performers that could come together as Harlem Heat and you know have a put on a damn good match with the Revival you know like I mean, that could be something that could happen as well it's possible you we, know. we'll just have to see right. I do think that if the Revival got in there and tied up with Booker T and Stevie Ray that that would be that would be a really good match. that would be very good uh, yes. I mean because Booker T still actively wrestles at his show right uh, I, I want to say it's R-O-W Art of Wrestling in a no no no, no. not Art not, of Wrestling I'm a Reality of Wrestling I'm yeah, sorry R-O-W, yeah R-O-W Reality of Wrestling I don't know why I don't know where I got Art of Wrestling from I apologize Apologize, Cole Cabana. Uh, anyway, uh, so um, just okay. So out of the nineteen that we know of, yeah. who in your opinion has the be- probably the best opportunity to win this whole thing? Oh, uh, if, if we're gonna go by like, and again, I don't know any rumor in you window or anything like that. So there's I, three people that stick out to me. Four. I'm sorry. Four people that that just stick out to me on this list of nineteen. That being Ricochet, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. Corbin and Aleister Black. Okay. Um, 
those four people. Now, Eric Rowan's getting a hell of a push right now. Right. Uh, and he, I mean, who would have thought that he would be the breakout star of Harper and Rowan? I know, right? Um, you know, and Harper's no longer with WWE right um, now. And he, chances are he'll he'll go somewhere, I'm this sure. This could also be Braun Strowman's year. Yeah. Um, and, that, of course, you also got to remember that Roman's involved, too. AJ Styles is also going to be in it. Um, you know, Orton, again, you know, he, he's won it two times. And, like, who's to say Orton won't get you know, that third appearance, you know, at, in a WrestleMania main event. I don't think, I don't think it'll be Orton. I don't think it'll be AJ. They're, they're building to something bigger. Um, With them two? At Mania. Yeah. Cause they just did. A rematch of last year's Mania was, match. Um, last show, last Monday night or the Monday night before they did a deal. So Orton apparently got injured at a live event. Uh-huh. Wrestling AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he come out on crutches with his leg all, Bandaged, like bandaged up, up and everything. everything. Said that, um, like, cut this this really, really good promo talking about, you know, how he went to do a move that he'd done a thousand times. And um, when he landed, he heard a pop. And, like, it, it, it was so real. Like, I was like, damn, dude. He's like, yeah, so he's, the doctors have told me that, you know, it's going to be a long Long recovery, recovery. He might uh, miss WrestleMania, things said, like he that. Said the, uh, he said, "What what got me the most was was when the doctor told me that I may never be able to wrestle again." Oh, and the uh, way he delivered it was kind of yeah. Like, uh, AJ comes out and AJ's playing the heel in this deal, uh, and he's just you know running Orton down, running him into the ground, running him into the ground. Actually, takes as much as to kick one of Orton's crutches away. Okay. Uh, and he's like, he's like, what, what? You can't do anything. What does it feel like, Randy? What does it feel like to not be able to do anything? It was one of AJ's better promos too. Okay. Um, and he's like, he's like, I bet you just want to, you want to strike right now. And he leans forward and uh, almost like he's daring him to, right. to do it. He's like, here, I'm gonna give you my net here, and put his hands behind his back. Orton does nothing. Oh, so so it's like legit, like oh wow, maybe he really is hurt. Like, right. Oh wow. Uh, AJ's like, ha, 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 all right, I'm done. I'm done toying with you, uh, kind of deal. Oh wait, was this a was this the promo? Yeah, out of was the this ring. the promo where he says, "Y'all, I'm a very patient man. I'll wait for you to come back." Blah blah blah. Yeah. Type. Okay, yeah, I remember. yeah. Thank God. Uh, and then he goes to get out of the ring. Orton says, "Yeah, but AJ, c- come here for a second. I want to talk to you." He's <laughs> like, the, "The thing is, I'm not a very patient man." RKO's him. Right. Gets up, stomps the leg, and. He's fine. He's ready that it was a hoax. Right. And the crowd um, pop. But does that seem... It's going to sound weird the way I'm fixing to ask this question. Does, it, it, does that not seem like something a heel would do? It but does. But because it's but Randy it's, Orton, he can kind of get away with doing it. Right. You know, kind of like the way Mark Henry's speech was when he had the damn, you know, Pepto-Bismol jacket. You yeah. know, did the whole thing about retiring. Daddy's coming home. Give John Cena a big old hug. Picks him up. World's Strongest Slam. I got a lot more in the tank type shit. Yeah. You know. Um... But yeah, um, if but it, so if I had to make a bold prediction, bold prediction. Oh uh, God, honestly, man, just by the way everything is shaping up, dude, it I got a feeling that we're gonna get another Roman Reigns win. If not a Roman Reigns win, he's gonna be in the top five or whatever top oh, four. I, I, I would say um, he's gonna be in the top five, but I mean, you know, but uh, but you gotta remember because again, rumor and innuendo. I mean, Bray Wyatt versus the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. If he does win the championship. You know, or that could be not have nothing to do with the championship or whatever. You know, which could now lead, which I could, could also see uh, maybe 
the Fiend retains the title here, and, and maybe Daniel Bryan is a surprise entrant and goes on to win, win to go again. to WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, to play off that whole thing, maybe they extend it all the way to WrestleMania where, you know, yeah. he, he overcomes the Fiend for, uh, you know, finally. But, but just of, of these 19, bold prediction, I'm going to say, um, Drew McIntyre. Um, I've heard he's been getting a lot of good play over. He's been Raw. getting a lot of good play. Um, so I, I'm going to say Drew McIntyre may be the the guy. Uh, I would say if if we're going dark horse, okay, I would say either Black or Strowman as a dark horse winner. Uh, I really don't see. Yeah, if we're going to go if we're going to go dark horse, I'd go Alistair Black. Bold prediction, Drew McIntyre. I would say bold prediction, Roman Reigns, just because I feel like that's the way the company's probably going to push it. Um, then, but then again, with Brock Lesnar being number one, because I, I got a feeling with Lesnar being number one, you're probably going to have a bunch of tomato cans out there, two, three, four. You yeah. know, not to say it, you know, it doesn't. That's not going to happen. Um, but and then once it once you once it gets like okay, now Drew McIntyre's coming in. You know, maybe a couple more. Then Corbin's coming in. When right. and then next, you know, the numbers game starts to weigh in. I think it's going to be interesting how they tell the story of Brock Lesnar being number one and is the title going to be on the line? Because if that's the case, and they're going to do more than what they need to do, you know, and is Lesnar going to be able to last the whole duration of the Rumble? Because right. when he was a UFC fighter, you just had to train your body for five rounds. Five five minute rounds. That's only twenty five minutes. Can you go longer than twenty five minutes? Can your body sustain that long of a? Because you got to be at least to win this match, you have to be in there at least an hour. So can he do right. at least an hour? Well, I mean, it doesn't you know? have to be. There's the thing. It's not at least an hour because right. he can throw people out and well, then just like come on, bring somebody else out now or something. And then they kind of speed the time up a little bit. Like okay, this right. is just wasting. But even time. if he's even if he's waiting, he's resting. Right. You know, and then, but, but because Steve Austin did that that one year, uh, where he was out, and as soon as somebody would come yeah the '97 Rumble, he, yeah he he, he would attack him boom 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 over don't. the top, and then he had time to rest. <laughs> and it wasn't until Bret Hart came Bret in, Hart yeah. came in that he wasn't he didn't eliminate him right away. Right, and then I think in the twenty in the 2010 uh, Royal Rumble it was the same thing with CM Punk when he was doing his straight edge Messiah deal. Right, and but during the time that he was eliminating, he was only one in the ring. Oh. He would be cutting promos and stuff, and he would be, uh, right. you know, he would be. That's so somebody not listed on this. Seth list Rollins is Seth Rollins. Right, I he could be. I don't know about him winning the. I have an okay. I'm gonna go bold statement right here, right now. And again, this is legit, like a one in two billion odds of happening. But I'm gonna shoot my shot and see if it happens. Okay. Seth Rollins on Twitter. Seth Rollins basically, you know, he has this belief. Like he's he took basically all the ridicule from Twitter and all the stuff about the WWE's being pushing, but he's not worthy of it and blah 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 blah. Right. Really turn him into this. He's calling himself now the Monday Night Messiah. So you know, from what you know, so I want my trademark money <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I ain't worried about it no more. Um, but no, I mean, he's doing this whole thing where it's like he is bigger than wrestling. You know, all he's this. Bigger stuff. Night he's Raw. bigger than Monday Night Raw. Exactly. Yeah. So, and the whole premise behind it, I think, is because like I stayed. I never turned my back on you. I didn't do what Phil did. You know, type thing. Almost like he's baiting seeing Punk oh, to come back. Baiting. He's he's actually challenged Punk a couple of times. That's why I think that match, if Punk was to come back for just one match, I mean, there's a couple of people I could see him coming back to wrestle, but it, with the story kind of built in, like, 
Punk versus Seth Rollins seems like the logical answer to that. But I have to throw a caveat in there as well. Punk hasn't wrestled that we know of, in like been in the ring working or anything like that that we know of since his departure in 2014, and that was six years ago. Right. So if CM Punk was to come back to the ring, is it crazy? Is it crazy to think that it's been six years since CM Punk stepped into a a wrestling ring? And he's still the most relevant wrestler. It, 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 I mean, it's a testament to him. It's a testament to the fact that I think, but see, I don't really necessarily think, I think it was the circumstances around his departure that makes him relevant because he's not looked at as just another guy who just left. He's looked at as a martyr. Because well, he was also, the prototype. But what, I mean, what I mean by that is he was the prototype of the indie guy. That everybody wanted, and then he got—he was like the first one to get the big chance in WWE before anybody else did, before Cesaro, before Daniel Bryan, before Seth Rollins, yeah. and all these other, like the Dean Ambrose and stuff like that. And you know, Paul Heyman, I think he was on the Steve Austin show, had said that had ECW still been around, he would have threw the bank to get CM Punk to stay with the original ECW. Right. You know, but um, and because if ECW again was still around, that was like 2001, 2002, with the independents getting pop more popular, especially with, you know, Ring of Honor and TNA was still kind of getting in that mix as well. Yeah. If ECW was still around, they would have had Daniel Bryan and all these other guys. Ring of oh, Honor, yeah. who knows if Ring of Honor would have even been a company at that point or be as prominent as a company as it was back then you know what I mean so but yeah but yeah bold prediction and maybe it's more of a pipe dream for me I would like to see CM Punk versus Seth Rollins at Wrestlemania but I don't want people if it does happen I don't want people to have high expectations because this isn't the CM Punk from 2010-2011 it would be here's the thing I think there's still going to be high expectations but I also feel like those expectations will be exceeded. Yeah. Well, well, CM Punk does have the ability to do that. And I think with Rollins... Well, Seth Rollins. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, with Seth Rollins... Seth, again, he's a... He he is not... He's not unaccustomed to high-pressure situations. Especially with matches against Lesnar. Matches against Roman. Matches where the championship was on the line on a big stage. WrestleMania appearances. You know... Right. Coming through in the clutch and actually... Which... Being the most consistent performer. When Brock Lesnar was a universal champion and he wasn't there every single week, they turned to Seth Rollins as their intercontinental champion. And he, when when they say, when the the t-shirt that was made, Monday Night Rollins, which I still want one of those shirts, like, that was legit. Like, he was the the focal point of the show for the majority of the time. But that's happened several times. I mean, uh, you gotta think John Cena became the focal point for a while. Right. Um. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns was the focal point for a while. The Miz was even the focal point for a right. while. But I'm talking about in a specific, and, but, but but again, you're talking about those guys, but they were the WWE champions. No, I'm talking the about the champion. Miz when he was the Intercontinental Champion. Well, yeah, yeah, but, but that, okay, but that, yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. Like when 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 Brock Lesnar's not there, you know, as you know, either cutting a promo or defending the title or whatever the situation may be. Yeah, the Miz, you know, which the Miz and Seth Rollins kind of had a feud back and forth with the title for a little bit, which right. I think helped Miz become a better performer in the ring. Oh God, yes. Because later on, when the Miz, like, look at the match that the Miz had with Daniel Bryan back in like when I think twenty ten or whatever it was when they fought for the U.S. title after the first season of the TV show NXT, the reality show NXT was there. Right. That match. 
and then fast forward to their match that they had at SummerSlam. Two completely different types of matches, and the, the one at SummerSlam was they exceeded far beyond any match that they've ever done. Probably their best work, I think, personally. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and the Miz. I mean, people again, people don't give him. And then with John Morrison back now, who knows where that tandem is going to lead? This, which I got a feeling it's it, it might end up being New Day versus uh, Miz and Morrison, Miz and Morrison um, soon for the tag team titles, oh, which yeah. is going to you know, which you know, those are guys that could be you know in the Rumble as well. Miz Morrison, right? Um, yeah. Stuff like that, right? Um, so. But yeah, bold prediction. I'm going to go with Orton. Okay. Uh, or Dark Horse. I'm sorry. Um, Roman. Not Roman. I apologize. Okay. Roman. Uh, Dark Horse for me will be either Alistair Black or Braun Strowman. Okay. Your, your bold prediction is McIntyre. Bold with, prediction is McIntyre. Dark Horse would be uh, Alistair. Okay. And now the Women's Rumble, you know, we don't really know too much about it other than the, one, the ones who have been, which I got a feeling, you know, Sarah so, Logan, Nikki Cross, they're probably going to be the ones that are there just for fillers, I think. Uh, Alexa Bliss has a chance to win it. Again, Charlotte has a chance to win it. I think Charlotte's going to win it. I, I, got a, go. I got a feeling Charlotte's going to end up winning it too. Um, you know, and that, not to say that there's not going to be. I do think that, though, that a lot of implications for other rivalries will probably start. Oh, yes. For this one. Um, I think that. We see the whole. Did you ever hear the story, the, the rumor, and the innuendo about the whole thing with you know? Of course, the whole Lana Liv Morgan affair thing on Raw and all that sort of stuff, um, which wasn't really perceived well by the by the by the people. No, um, no, this it hasn't was, yeah. Um, there was a there was a again. It was a, I don't know how far back the rumor goes, but apparently the rumor was that Sonya Deville, who is a real life um, a lesbian. Wanted to, you know, do almost like a quasi thing with Mandy Rose, right? You know, kind of doing like the whole, kind of like the whole uh, Trish Stratus, Mickey James story from 2005, right? You know, that story could, you know, that it, for it for it for an audience of today, you know, where so many people have, you know, questions about, you know people's alternative lifestyles and things like that and some people still have phobias based off of that so you know you could have done the story of maybe Sonya Deville says that she likes Mandy it's like well I don't feel that same way blah 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 and then you know but here but but you have to be careful when you do that because if you make Sonya the heel in that situation it's like you didn't accept my advances. You know you're you know homophobic. Blah 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 blah. It makes Mandy the bad guy. Right. But at the same time, if Mandy turns on her because she had the advances, oh, that makes you the bad guy because she was just displaying your love. So it's very, in a way, it's very tricky. It's a slippery slope. It's a double edged sword type thing. So yeah. in a way, I kind of get why they didn't go with that storyline. Unless it was a situation where you bring in two other women to be involved, where it's a tag team on a tag team, where it's like, I'm supporting my friend, I love her, you know, this is my friend, I'm going to, you know, support her regardless of whatever, then they take out the baddies, then that could work. But a story that involved Sonya and Mandy against each other, either way, Mandy's not going to come out on the good in either direction. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, but... Um, yeah, um, and of course, you know, there's other matches that are on the card, um, but let's be honest, I mean, aside from other matches, like, here's a, here's so a question. I think Roman Reigns beats King Corbin. Yeah, I think that's going to happen, uh, too. I think that that's route. the, yeah. Um, 
Seamus will beat Shorty G, think, get his yeah. heat. Uh, um, I think Becky will beat Oscar, yeah. but I think Lacey Evans will beat Bailey. You think so? I think I think Lacey Evans picks up the SmackDown Women's Title, right? Um, and then I think they do some kind of tomfoolery in the um, Bray Wyatt Daniel Bryan strap match uh, to prolong that match that angle a little bit right. further. I had I, it's crazy because somebody had 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 said something. Um, online and of course these are all online in your window so who knows if it's true or not so take it with a grain of salt right. was that Lacey Evans beats Bailey, but Asuka picks up the title from Becky Lynch because Shayna Baszler gets involved Shayna Baszler made her Redebuted on NXT. Oh, she did. This okay, all right then. Or uh, right Wednesday. because because the rumor that I heard was that it was going to be the four horsewomen of WWE versus the four horsewomen of MMA, which that t- that idea has been talked about for a couple of years now. So I don't know exactly when or if they would pull the trigger on that. So, but again, that's all rumor and innuendo. So it could happen. Yeah. It couldn't happen. Um, I also heard stories, you know that. They're pursuing the angle with Braun Strowman and Shinsuke Nakamura over the Intercontinental Championship. Which, have you seen the new look of the Intercontinental Championship? Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler for the classics. I still like the way the old, the old school style of the belt looks. Um, you know, like the Attitude Era belt was okay, but I still like the old school style with the white. You know. Oh uh, yeah. You know, even going back, if you want to go back to the black style, that would have been okay. It just. It kind of looks like it's kind of reminiscent of like an old. It kind of looks like the WWE 24/7 belt in a way, you know, because of the way that the the the, the lettering is and and the way that it's it encompasses the whole entire title and stuff. It's almost like it's it, it could be displayed at like a steak and shake or something. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, right. But maybe that's, that's what the, I'm saying. I don't. But maybe hate that's it. the appeal to it. I don't. Know. I don't hate it, but I think I, I think the reason I don't hate it is because it is different but also the reason I don't 100% love it is because that that white that I, the 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 pre-attitude era IC title on the white belt right um is the that's the belt that right. I fell in love with the the belt that you know ho or uh, not ho uh Mr. Perfect Bret Hart um, Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin. Right. That you know, that's the title that uh, like we call it the workhorse. We title. call it the workhorse horse title. Yeah. Right. Um, Which is so why, because like back like, when WWE had the two championships, you had your WWE championship and then you had your World Heavyweight Championship, and a lot of people looked at the World Heavyweight Championship as is like, okay, the WWE title is for the best performer, the World Heavyweight title is for the best wrestler, right. you know. And then when you when they combined them, you know, they had to figure out, okay, which wrestler is good at doing both, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, you know, um, and then when once they encompassed it and they made it just one championship. Um, after Brock Lesnar won the title, he was like, I ain't carrying two belts, you know, which they already had that, you know, made anyway. So, um, that being said, though, the Royal Rumble is this Sunday, and uh, it should be a pretty cool event. Hopefully, we'll check it out. Hopefully, you know, because we got, we got something else to do that day as well. So, uh, hopefully, I'll get back in enough time to at least see one of the Rumbles, if not two of the Rumbles. Um, RWA, yeah, we have RWA on the 26th. I thought, do we not? Let me look. Let me look. Let me check the calendar real oh, yeah. quick. Yeah, I, I forget me... about that stuff. <laughs> he forgets about our own stuff. All right. Um, that I being do. said, though, yeah, I do. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. That being said, Chip, let's go ahead and knock her out. All right. Um, 
Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Also check us out on YouTube. Uh, go, to our, go to YouTube and search Movement Radio. Make sure you give us a subscribe and hit the uh, bell to be notified of our latest videos. Also check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. And follow us on TikTok. I'm Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And, and this, this is, is Movement, Movement Radio. Radio.